0: Podcasts. Shit. can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Reko are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, here we go, a Tuesday podcast. Good morning, Albert. Oh, hi, Jerry.
1: How goes it, all right? I'm doing very well. It's a pouring rain in Manhattan. Oh, it's brutal out. Which makes, uh, you know, walking between places, going to pay your parking and all that stuff, very, um, very wet and chilly. It's also gloomy and
0: and gloomy. Sadly for me, um, someone in my family has passed, and I have to go to a wake today. And I, you know, it's. I think back to we've all been to many of them in our lives, and I think back to most of them, and there have been a handful that have been days like this. And it's a it's a rough day as it is to have to go out in weather like this. It's just my ugh.
1: Yes, it's very dreary. Brutal.
0: It's just such a depressing day. I mean, it already is for me. And then you add this weather to it. It's just miserable. You ever been to a funeral in this
1: weather, like where they actually have, put yeah. the body in the ground? That's um, quite a scene in this sort of no, weather.
0: That I have not. But I have been to uh, funerals and gone to the cemetery for that part of it when it's been dark and gray and just... You know. I strangely have not been to many funerals. Well, I don't know that I have either. Wakes, yes. Funerals, especially in the last, listen, the last nine, ten years we're here. Um, so the funeral for my cousin is going to be, I think it's Thursday morning or maybe tomorrow morning actually, but it's right in the minutes at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's not easy uh, to do that, but I think it, as long as you pay your respects and you go to the wake, I think you're okay.
1: Me and my friend, Paul, who I do Al's boring podcast yes. with, we have this discussion in our lives. Uh, I've known Paul 30 years. We've had the same discussion for 30 years. Of when, you, when it's appropriate for you to go to somebody's wake If you're not related to them For example, Paul and I have been uh, friends for 30 years So if an immediate member of my family passes He should be there He should be there yeah. But like when my grandmother died He didn't go Nor you're would off. I go to his <laughs> I'm just kidding Because I feel like you know, When people are much older and they pass That seems like a thing that should happen yeah, I, I see what you're so saying. So it can't be going to everybody's wakes.
0: I think it depends. I think it really depends on the person and the relationship they have with that person.
1: Like if I had a cousin who passed, you wouldn't go to that wake. You don't know the my family or well, the, the cousin. Well, the first thing I
0: have to find out is if you are actually going.
1: Right, that's true. Because if if I didn't go and you went,
0: that would now, make that would be awkward. Me look terrible. That would be weird. Right, but I. It depends on the person. You know, in a lot of cases, you know, I might. Is this something I should go to? No, right. dude, don't worry about it. You know, it's a family thing. Okay, fine. And if you get the answer kind of like, well, it's up
1: to you. All right, know I should go. <laughs> Perfect. You know, that's a great way to look at it. When they it's go, true. no. No. Right. No, you wouldn't go to
0: that. Kind of. I don't want to say it takes the onus off you, but in a way, you kind of see where you stand and what is expected of you.
1: Right, right. You're right. That's the worst thing you can tell someone is, well, it's up to you.
0: Right. Because it really means if you don't, you are some sort of jackass. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Here's what I would say when it comes to wakes and funerals and stuff like yeah. that. You can't go wrong by going. That's true. No matter what. You can look like a real drip, though, if you don't. Right. And a bad guy. That's fair. So that's that's kind of the way I would look at that. Anyway, but yes, the weather is horrific out there It is, Jerry. And then we got a nice stretch coming up, so
1: yay. A nice stretch of what? Terrible weather? Of weather. Good weather. Oh, weather. weather, Good weather. Good weather. Jerry, here's something that when I saw in the newspaper today, I immediately thought post-game podcast. Nice. A a woman uh, purchased a uh, a dress at a company called Zara. How about the fact this is front-page news? Front-page news, Jerry. Uh, She uh, wore this dress to work and... um, She noticed while she was sitting at her desk, something stunk, and she got up to walk away thinking there was something, like, in her desk or under her desk or that sort of thing. Turns out she uh, had sewn into her actual dress that she was wearing, a tight little number, may I say, Jerry. (laughs) A uh, mouse had been sewn into the dress at some point in the uh, manufacturing of this dress, and the little mouse hand kind of was scratching her. It's a dead mouse, but... It was brushing up against her, which she thought was like a tag of some sort. Good Lord. Turned out it was a mouse hand. Now, she's uh, freaked out, of course, and she preserved the dress with the mouse in it in a vacuum-sealed bag, her and her lawyers. And she's suing Zara. Yeah, you think? Although, it was a $40 dress. That's a bargain. So it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. That's a you, bargain I don't for care a dress. It is. I don't care if it's $4. And it was manufactured in Turkey. I say, no matter, if you get anything from Turkey, I would assume it'd be a rat. How is it possible,
0: though, that it passed so many different hands?
1: Because they say that that this company is very big on uh, whatever the latest dresses that the celebrities are wearing, they make a, uh, a cheaper version of it right. for the mass people. Sure. So they got to get those in and out of these Turkish factories quickly. Okay. So... Listen, it may include a rat every now and then. No, no. Evidently. It should not include a rat ever. Not every now and then. Now, if you were on the jury, you get called to jury duty. Guilty or not guilty. Guilty or not guilty. A woman, and now she's got it vacuum sealed, a dress with a rat in it. What would you give her? Well, see, that's the goofy thing about this. Right. It always is crazy. $40. You just pay her for the dress. What about the emotional distress? What
0: emotional distress? I she love She was love emotionally that. distressed. Whoever came up with emotional distress in terms of payment? Lawyers? Yeah, exactly. In certain cases, I understand there can be real emotional distress. Like you get into a car accident, you have nightmares about the accident. All good. I get that, right? So you gotta, you gotta sue the other guy for what 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 he's putting you through, especially if he's at fault. And was texting, whatever. I'm good with that. You get a bad piece of clothing that's got a rat hand on it.
1: Okay, here's your money back. You know, I see dead rats all over New York. What about this? I sew one into my shirt. By the way. And sue somebody. How do we know she didn't? Genius idea if she did. If she gets away with it. If she gets away. Now, let me... What if, if I tell you that she's going... What if I tell you in a few weeks that... Oh, Jerry, remember that woman with the rat in her dress... Uh, she was awarded $100,000. You would not be surprised by that. Oh,
0: God, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Sadly, that I wouldn't. That is the
1: sad thing.
0: Could you imagine you end up buying a dress, and I don't know if she sewed this thing on or not, or if it's legit, and she ends up $100,000 richer? I mean, my. And at the same time, if it's fraudulent, I
1: mean, you put her in jail. What if uh, they can? What if they do DNA testing and the rat is a Turkish rat? Then they'll know well, then it you came know. from
0: Turkey. But then you know for sure where the rat came from, and she didn't sew it
1: in. Yeah, very disgusting. Does it say what she's suing for? How much? It actually, is a mouse, not a rat. Oh, There's a difference. Uh, yes, there it is does a not. It say um, her suit says that she not only suffered emotional distress from the incident, but that she has developed a large rash. That was diagnosed as quote a rodent born disease. So oh, she's got a rat disease, Jerry. Oh Christ! She's gonna get more than a hundred. Well, she's
0: gonna she's gonna cash
1: in. Doesn't say how much she's suing for. Hmm. I think that's got to be an important part of the story that should be in the story. I want to know. Maybe they I mean, haven't decided yet. Minds, her and I the lawyer, but they. D- they did hit her with the quote, rodent born disease. So that's going to be worth something.
0: Rodent born disease. I don't think too many good things come out of a rodent born disease. So she's going to get
1: money for the rat in her address and the rodent born disease rash. Right. That's a double winner right there. What would you sue for? I'd sue. Well, you have to sue for way more than you want to sue for because then you want to settle. Right. For us. Uh, less so what would you sue for, $8 million? $1 million. $1 million. I'd go 1000000 500 $500K would. for the rat-born um, rodent a rash that I now have. Right. And 500 um, k just for it being sewn in there and scratching me.
0: Can I sue the hotel when I got the bed bugs? Definitely. Because I was nuts the whole ride Let home. me ask you this. Did you get a bed uh rash? I did not. A born rash? I did not. Oh. A bug. You said bed a bed, bed born. bug born rash. Say rash. that fast three times fast. Bed
1: bug born rash.
0: Five times. Bed, bed born bug rash.
1: Bed born bug rash. Bed born bug rash. Bed bug. Bur- bur- ah, you
0: were good until you got cocky and you made a face. <laughs> Look at you. Can I play something that I didn't get to today? Sure. This podcast is about things we don't get to on the show.
1: That's what it was originally. Then it turns out you just bring penis stories to the uh, to the table every day well, and I we end up I, doing those. No, I
0: actually you 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 do that. Oh, I, I bring those. Yeah, Got I don't it. really bring those. So you've heard of Conor McGregor, correct? Oh, he's the uh, UFC fighter. He is. And by the way, how about the fact? Poor Evan Roberts, who's not a um, he's not a UFC fan. Evan loves the wrestling, but not a
1: UFC fan.
0: That is correct. But he, anyway, he was not aware his name was Connor and not Colin. Colin McGregor, he, and he got destroyed, as you can imagine, on Twitter when they were having him on. <laughs> oh. Uh, yes. Yeah, so good they, news. We're having Colin McGregor on. Right. Whoops. But anyway, he took care of that, and that was kind of all good. Um, so after, so he wins, and I don't know much about this either,
1: but I do know his name is Connor McGregor. They punch each other in the face until one of them falls. Right.
0: So he wins, and apparently this was for two belts, not one. He already had the one once. This was for a higher weight class, so he's okay. got it for the first time. And Joe Rogan, who's Mr. UFC, basically, the goes announcer. to interview him inside the octagon after it's over. I beeped everything out, so it's fine. See if you can listen to this. If it sucks, the audio is terrible. Tell me to stop. I'll stop. But here's how it went. I'm here with a winner and new and for the first time ever, two-division champion Conor McGregor, the first man ever to hold two titles where the f- is my second belt? I've already got this one. Where's the second one at? 4.2 billion is coming to us so far. Where's that second belt?
1: He's looking for a second belt. He want they didn't have it ready for him. No, you got to have that ready. So this he is wants the to biggest, know where is my effing belt? This is the biggest event in UFC history. I thought
0: it was actually very funny. It's so much funnier without the beeps. Just the hearing. Well, you could have played
1: it. I know you. Used, You prepared it for the radio broadcast, so
0: I don't have it without the beeps because everything I do is ready between six and ten. But I don't get to a lot. That's
1: a good one. He has two belts. I have two podcasts, so I kind of know what he means, what he feels like. How? Well, because we both have two. You know where your you know
0: where your podcasts are.
1: Oh, where's my effing podcast, my second one?
0: (laughs) It's a billion dollar company, and this is the guy who wants to share the company now. Do you want a share of the company? Yeah, I don't like that. Podcasts? I don't either. I think that I would tell him to take a hike because where's
1: he going? There's only one game in town. There's
0: one UFC. We can go play. Uh, there, there are other MMA leagues, but right. Not so as go, big as this. So
1: go to one of those and see if everyone follows you or if no one cares sure. because you're going to be fighting nobodies. It's
0: kind of like when uh, guys are going to leave to go to the USFL. Right. Right. Well, go ahead.
1: Good yeah. luck. Have That's fun. why the WWE wrestling they've got they've got their fighters by the balls. Where are they going to go to right. what wrestling?
0: I don't know. I, I guess no one. I guess there's not another wrestling league. I have no idea.
1: Not that I'm aware of. There was I mean, TNA wrestling for a while. And that was separate? That was separate. And that's gone. They were competing companies. Now that, that's that gone.
0: I see. I don't even Vince know Vince
1: McMahon this. just buys up all the competition. He's smart. And then he owns everything. That's what they call a monopoly. A monopoly. Yeah. I'd like to have a monopoly. Oh, I thought you were saying you were going to start a wrestling thing. As like, I, I
0: might I be I can't. Interested. My back. I can't wrestle anymore.
1: You can't grapple.
0: Uh, no, I can't actually. I could kickbox.
1: Uh okay, you can get your leg up that high? Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Absolutely. The last time I kickboxed though, I got a, I'm pretty sure I got a concussion.
1: Uh kickboxing? I got kicked in the side of the head. Oh. By an Oh, you were fighting somebody? Uh you were uh I got, sparring with somebody. Yes,
0: I got kicked in the Temple? left side of my head, and then I got hit with a um hook with the left hand right to the right side of the head. Mm. And later that night I was woozy.
1: When I was a boxing on the Ron and Fez show, we were boxing. Uh, we would box each other. We uh, producers would box each other, right? Uh, and um, I will tell you this: I found that uh, if if you get hit in the ribs, and you probably know this, you are really ineffective throwing punches. Yeah, because you have no power behind Correct. them.
0: There's nothing. You're winded. You're gassed, and everything hurts.
1: Yeah. So if you're ever fighting someone larger than you, whether you're in the street or in a, the in a like a fighting match, like a sport. Go for the ribs.
0: That's how I don't understand when you watch a boxing match, when guys take shot after shot to the body. I know they're strong. I know they have built muscle around it. But the amount of power that is coming with those punches, that they can sit there and take that for seven, eight, nine rounds. Right. I mean, how Rocky did what
1: he did from Clubber Lang, I have no idea. And they beat them all around the ring. That looked like that hurt. Absolutely. And you could also just work on somebody's arms because then they can't punch either.
0: No, you're bruising like crazy. Look at us. We're talking boxing. We're talking sports. I
1: could be a boxing coach. I couldn't do the actual fighting.
0: How could you be a boxing coach? Well, just oh, those I tips. Hear this.
1: The tips I gave you right there.
0: Go for the ribs and don't get hit in the ribs. And yeah. don't get hit in the
1: arms. Or hit Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah, you do well. Jerry, we do the uh warm up part of the uh, Boomer and Carton podcast thingy, the warm up show. We yes. do on uh live on WFAN at 5:45, uh, which
0: I've come to enjoy quite a bit now.
1: Yeah, and uh television CBS Sports Network, they tape it and then use one of our segments around 7:30. Kind of cool. So I had a listener yesterday uh screen grab a picture of me from that Monday broadcast uh where I had was um had a lot of scruff on my face. And he wrote, how do you endorse Harry's shave, shaving razors and that sort of thing, when you don't shave? It's a very good point, Al. And I said, I do shave once a week with Harry's. I like to have the scruff look on the weekends because then I feel more like a man. Sure. But during the week, I like to keep it clean business. So I shave on Mondays with Harry's. As you can see now, Jerry, there's not a hair on my head or my face.
0: No. Good, crisp, quality shave. Yes, a good, crisp, quality shave. I also shave on Mondays. You know what my theory is? What is that? I use Harry's as well. My theory is on Friday when everybody says enjoy the weekend, I say, no, 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 no.
1: I look forward to Mondays. Because you shave. With Harry's. I have actually found this to be true, that when a man needs a fresh start, whether that's to the, the work week or a fresh start to the weekend... A shave will often do that. You feel like a new man. Yeah. And these um, Harry's blades, they're German engineered. They come from Germany. Now, we did a story a few minutes ago about the the mouse that was in that woman's dress. That was engineered in Turkey. (laughs) That dress. Yes. You will never find a mouse in your Harry's blades. (laughs) No, you will not. Because they're German engineered blades. Uh, and the way that they get them here so cheap, Jerry, right from the German engineer, German factory to your doorstep, uh, they cut out the middleman. They don't put these in the drugstores where you pay exorbitant prices. They put them on your doorstep, which, as far as I know, is rent
0: free. Uh, the doorstep, yes, absolutely, rent free, and it's a great. It's a great delivery and shipment to get because you are now ready to shave.
1: Plus, it's cool when you get home and there's a package waiting for you. Who doesn't love a package waiting for you? And check this out, Jerry. Harry's (laughs) is so confident in the quality of their blades. They're going to send you their popular free trial set, which comes with a razor, five-blade cartridge, and shaving gel. And you're going to get your free trial set when you subscribe. All you pay is 3 bucks for shipping. How good is that? Plus, I have a special offer just for listeners. To the post game show. If you use the promo code post game, when you get there at checkout, you'll get a post shave bomb for free with your order. Now, where do we go for this again? Harry's.com. H A R R Y S, Harry's.com, and use the promo code post game.
0: Al, I had a weird morning today coming in. All right, in Jerry.
1: Dark.
0: A lot of times on this podcast, what would you say is a popular top five category? Give me the the top five categories you would say on this podcast that come up a lot.
1: Uh, penis stories? Okay, stop there. Oh.
0: So I woke up. When you wake up, I don't know what you do, but when I wake up, the first thing I always do is I check Twitter or my sports apps on my phone to see final scores. Like okay. last night, I fell asleep before the Giant game ended. I, by halftime, I was out, and I knew I'd watch the end of it here, all good, of which I really didn't. I only watched the fourth quarter. I didn't watch the third quarter. Because I read about it first, so we're good. I knew I knew what happened in the giant game, I knew what the score was, I saw what the Knicks score was. And then I've got to go to Twitter just to see if there's any breaking news. And there's a site I I follow, it's called What the F Facts. I don't know if you're aware of that. And I so am not. It's a rich, you know, it's all interesting little nuggets. And I've checked on a few of them and they all seem to be legit. And when I put Twitter, when I hit Twitter, the first one that I saw was from What the F Facts. And it read this. A 41-year-old man named Fei Lin from China had been asleep when thieves broke into his uh, bedroom and stole his penis. (laughs) To which I said, now what in the hell does that mean? So before I even got in the shower, I'm like, all right, now I've got to Google Fei Lin. And sure enough, back in 2012, Fei Lin was asleep. Thieves, not really thieves, just bad people, uh, came into his house and chopped off his penis and took it with them. To where they never found his penis, and he said he didn't even feel it because he was in such shock that he was being basically intruded upon. And as the story goes, uh, I don't know if the men were paid for or if it was retribution. Whatever it was, he was uh, sleeping around with a lot of married women in the town or the village he lived in. And so at some point, people had had enough. Off with the penis. Off with the penis. That really cuts off the problem. That did cut off the problem. Legit story. From 2012. That, sir, is how I woke up this morning thinking, well, quite frankly, we do a penis podcast. I've got to bring this story like, to let me, attention.
1: Let me send this link out immediately. Your thoughts? Uh, well, hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I guess that will teach that guy a lesson. And I bet it probably the news spread around that town or village probably rather quickly. So anybody else who was cheating probably would think twice before cheating again. I just wonder, you know, is this man now going to be a recipient of a bionic penis like we've done a couple stories on that?
0: Well, I don't know what has happened to Waylon since. I just know that this was an actual story back in
1: 2012. Mm, Interesting. So there you have it. Well, you've provided the penis story for today. Yes. The least I could do for you. Here's something I have for you, Jerry. Uh, Things Restaurant Chefs Say you should never order. Oh, why are you going no, to do this? No, it's not disgusting. It's really not that disgusting. But they're right. they're good tips. I thought I would uh, bring along to you. Okay. Uh, number one, never order fish on Monday. They, I feel like we've done this before. They say that um, that There's leftovers. The, uh, yeah, that that uh, restaurants get their fish on Thursdays and Fridays yep. for the weekend, and then they get a, a new shipment in. Uh, on on uh, Tuesday, you'd really be tossing it out. Sure. Uh, so you're really getting old fish if you order it in the beginning of the week. Old fish. Number two, Jerry, don't order Kobe beef because they say that it's very rare Kobe beef, and the majority of restaurants that say they have Kobe beef on the uh, menu or really don't have Kobe beef. Oh, that's good to know. And it's very expensive, that there's only a handful of very high-end restaurants that have it. So it's it's fraudulent. Yeah, I've seen, like, Kobe Beef Burger. They're saying bull crap. Great. Bull crap, Jerry. So no fish early in the week and no Kobe Beef. Uh, they say don't order chicken because uh, for two reasons. Chicken dishes are often overpriced because chicken is not that expensive. Okay. So to make a, a chicken dish, you're kind of getting ripped off.
0: Right, but just make sure you get that $14 margarita. Yes. Right. Well, that's Stupid. got alcohol in
1: it. Okay. They also say about chicken, because it is uh, relatively inexpensive, they pile more chicken on the plate, thus you're overeating. So actually, it's a better bargain because they're giving you more food for your money. Right, but, but in turn, you're going to be stuffing your face more. Bigger portions. Or you'll bring it home and you'll have lunch the next day. That, if we if we only had the ability to do that, Jerry. Self-control. And, and not slam it down our faces. Right. Uh, this chef also says, this is big with chefs, don't order your steak well done. It's chefs hate that. I don't care. That's well, how Well, what they're I eat saying it. is if you're ordering a nice steak and you order it well done, it's going to taste like Ooh, a crappy th- steak. This is what's
0: wrong with society. Okay? Yes, Jerry. Who the hell are you to tell me what I like and what I don't like. Right. I like steak burnt. Now, I don't mean I don't want it to be leather, but I do not want to see the damn thing bleeding. I don't want to see it red or pink. I want it to be cooked. And then I want to put salt on it, and I want to enjoy the hell out of it. Do you put A1 steak sauce no, on I on not No, I don't put any sauce You want the flavor on of the steak. It's I like the salt. steak. I specifically like it charred. I like it burnt, and I like salt on it. If you don't want to make it for me, f off and go get another job.
1: When they go, to, when you go to like a decent steakhouse and you ask for a steak one well done, that they in disgust they'll sometimes say, "Well, we're going to have to butterfly that then."
0: And I say, "Great, do what you yeah. got to do. I want it well done, right?" And they're like, "Okay, no
1: problem. Mm. Well, Never a problem." You're breaking some rules here no, with the I'm restaurants,
0: not. right? Because the idea of just slaughtering the damn thing and then deciding how people should eat it makes all the sense in the world.
1: Here's the other thing some chefs hate, Jerry. They say stop making substitutions. You know what I don't like about chefs? Chefs with opinions. Just cook the damn food. Well, this the, the chefs are saying we've come up with this dish and paired things properly. Again, who's you? Who are you to tell me what I like? Well, some chefs consider themselves artists.
0: Oh, you gotta have red wine with pasta. No, you don't actually. I'll drink milk with pasta. How about that?
1: Hmm, that sounds well. I don't know if you maybe could I'll do have
0: that. my water with a with some lime juice.
1: With my pasta. Water, lime juice, and pasta. Maybe I want vodka on the rocks with my oh, pasta. Oh, that'd be nice, but I think you're supposed to have red wine. You shut up. <laughs> oh. So those are just some things uh, chefs don't like. Right. And finally, Jerry, I bring you a titled uh, article that says Sex with Robots. Uh, okay. Sex with uh, Robots is coming soon, but they say there's some good news to this, that having sex with robots will make you a better lover. Because you'll be practicing on the robots, making love to robots. How do you explain
0: that to your uh, newfound girlfriend?
1: Uh, that you're having sex with robots? Yeah. Well, you say, I'm hoping to be a better lover for us. So I've been sticking my penis in some metal. Well, not metal. These are more lifelike robots. It's not the robots from like the 1960s. These are robots that. A sex doll? L- that look and feel wow, like. I'm not giving so a lot
0: of drops here. Good Lord.
1: Yes hmm
0: I got to go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> thankfully. The uh,
1: sex robots cost around 13,000 pounds. I don't we, know what that is. In, can we in, pick in, up on this story tomorrow? I don't know what it is in American money. Robot sex, Jerry. I got to go. Okay. Uh, Sue?
0: So- warm-up next. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, the guy's coming up in 15 minutes or so. Last night, uh, Al, good morning first. How oh, hi, you? Jerry. Uh, Giants beat the Bengals in a game they really had to win. They get to 6-3. and three. They win their fourth straight. 21-20 was the final. How about the fact Ben McAdoo, early in the fourth quarter, down six, rather than taking a field goal and making it a three-point game, goes for it on fourth and goal, and they get the touchdown.
1: Yeah, I don't understand that call. I mean, it paid off. Had it not paid off, we'd be screaming at the guy. Would you like to hear for, why he did it? For four hours today. Yes, Jerry, I would like to Here's know why, why he did that. Here's uh, answer.
0: We knew uh, it was going to take uh, touchdowns to beat this team. Uh, it's a good football team, and uh, we felt like we needed to score touchdowns.
1: There you go. Pretty simple. The hell with field goals. Yeah, I liked it. Score gutsy touchdowns. move, Jerry. We call that a gutsy move in well, football.
0: When it, when it works, it's gutsy. When it doesn't work, it's stupid. It is dumb. I mean, that's pretty much the way it goes. You know, it, it amazes me, and I've heard this in a lot of places, and I've read it too, talking about how, well, this year the Giants are winning all these close games. Last year they were losing them all. Let's take last night, for example. That's a one-point game. The Bengals have the ball. They get to the 30-yard line. They're down a point. They literally need 40 more yards, 35 more yards to maybe take a crack at what could have been a go-ahead or game-winning field goal. Last year, I think undoubtedly they'd probably get down the field and kick the field goal, and it would be another crushing loss. This year they don't, and again, it's, well, things have changed. Yeah, you know what changed? What changes, they've got uh, Olivier Vernon, who got a big sack in that spot. They went out and got Snacks Harrison, who had a big sack in that spot, and they pushed the Bengals backwards. Players, they went out and they got defensive players. And last year, the defense would have let the other team go down the field because they didn't have any players.
1: This year, they've got players. They made a stop. Hmm. Right? I mean, can we end that stuff? Yes, but, you know, the Giants record at 6-3 and now. They don't look like in the NFL, 6-3. and It's good. This yeah. time of the season's great. Very good. Yeah. But they don't seem like a great team. Like they tell seem you what
0: they are, they're explosive and that's dangerous. It is. And the, and defensively they're getting better. You know, with all these additions they made and the signings that they did in the offseason, you can see the makings of a good defense. Landon Collins had another good uh, interception last night. They're getting to the quarterback in big spots. If that continues, that's how you win games. And when you got a guy like Beckham that can get down the field in a blink and then Cruz will be coming back next week. And by the way, they play the Bears, you know. Their schedule isn't
1: brutal. And the Bears with no Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, how about him? Yep, four weeks. P.E.D. suspension. He says he took a supplement that he got uh, somewhere. I actually believe a lot of these Uh, guys. Like a
0: vitamin store of some Uh, sort. I think a lot of these guys go into vitamin shops and just don't even think about it and don't realize what they're doing. Because Have you ever seen the list of bands? When I was covering the Jets, and I want to say it was 07, I remember they handed out, just to give us perspective, of how many different things these guys can't take. You literally need someone. You need someone on payroll to go through it, so you understand what you are doing.
1: Or just don't take any vitamins. or Well, anything.
0: that's another issue. You could do that too.
1: So he's out four games. He'll miss the Giant game this weekend, which is, is good correct. for them.
0: That is good for them. Did
1: man. you see uh, the uh, Michael Jackson Thriller dance that o- that Odell Beckham yeah, that was did good. on the score? Yeah, it's pretty good. It I wonder okay. like how when he thinks to do that, like before the game, is he's like, when I get in, I'll do a Michael Jackson, or does it just hit him? As soon as he gets through the end zone, Thriller.
0: Do you really think that that's a spur-of-the-moment thing? You don't think he's thinking about it through the week?
1: But why Thriller? It doesn't even make sense.
0: Because it's, I don't know, Monday Night Football, under the lights. I don't know. I have no idea. I
1: thought
0: it was kind of cool. And then they also had at halftime, Ernie Acorsi, Justin Tuck, and Tom Coughlin going to the Ring of Honor. They had Michael Strahan introduce them. And what was funny about this is he introduces Ernie Acorsi. Acorsi comes up and speaks for about 55 seconds, and he's done. Then he introduces Justin Tuck. Tuck comes up, talks for maybe two minutes, maybe two tens, something like that he's done. Then he has to introduce his coach, and I thought this was an interesting way to introduce him. This
1: man taught us about teamwork. He taught us about winning. He taught us how to get it done. He taught us how to stop people out.
0: And most of all, he taught us five minutes is not early, it's right on time. Tom Coughlin, everybody. <laughs> now that goes back to obviously the way Coughlin used to run things. But funny, him and Strayan did not get along at first, and now they're buddy buddy, and that's all good. So, picking up on a coursey speaking for sixty seconds, Tuck speaking for two minutes. How long do you think Coughlin spoke for?
1: Uh, Coughlin I'm gonna go seven minutes. You're close,
0: about six minutes, and he came out like this. All right, I know the players are back on the field, but I'm not gonna get cheated. <laughs> This so is they're my ready time. to go. Hello. Yeah, the players are out there warming up. Like, I'm not going to get cheated. It's <laughs> actually awesome to where they ask Eli. They're like, you know, you guys were supposed to start. What happened? <laughs> I didn't expect that, but uh, you know, he said he was going to take his, you know, get his moment. Oh, he got his moment all right. It was kiss like, my ass. You, you kiss my ass. <laughs> they should just kicked off funny. right
1: around them. Well, they just did a... the kickoff with all well, Coughlin over there. You know,
0: in the past, I was there. I, God, I forget who it was. I was there for one induction once. I'd have been LT and Phil Simms, actually, when the Giants played the Cowboys on a Monday night game. They were on the field. This They brought the stage out and everything. So if you would have kicked around him, it would have been a little bit difficult. It's Not like he was just standing there holding a microphone. So it was actually kind of funny what happened last night. But he spoke. He thanked everybody from his brother, his mother, his dad, Chris Snee, his grandkids, and uh, he had his moment, uh, no doubt about it. So that was kind of cool.
1: And then uh, yesterday we learned that the Jets – were flexed out of Sunday Night Football, which no one thought would happen because it's against the Patriots and Tom Brady. And the Jets are so bad. Boring! Tom Brady can't save them. Like, the network says, we don't want Tom Brady ruining our Sunday night. It reminds me of, did you watch, uh, like, WWF wrestling in the 80s? Uh, Yeah, when I was a kid, I did. Yeah, when you were a kid. Me too. Probably Eddie Scazzeri as well. On Saturday mornings. on Saturday mornings, they would have the star wrestlers fighting what they called jobbers. These were guys you never heard of that would just get their butt kicked in the ring. It was just a way to feature a wrestler. I wasn't aware of this, okay. That's what this felt like. like NBC looked at it like this is like one of those jobber wrestling matches where one star player or star team, the Patriots, we know we're just going to beat up on the Jets, and we don't want that in prime time. Well,
0: not, Especially not when you got, what is it, Chiefs-Broncos that they can pull where there are two great teams out in the AFC West. Why would you want the, the Jets Patriots were, and Jets?
1: Yeah, the Jets were like S.D. Jones or Jose Luis Rivera. <laughs> just get out. <laughs> yeah, just you know they were going to lose anyway. Boring. What do you, what do you yeah, think? Boring. The, well, I think
0: that's more of it than anything. That they're just so boring. After watching yesterday... They've got to be like, if this is the product we're going to get, what's, what's the point? And
1: they figured it'd be over by the first quarter.
0: Uh, it very well could be. I mean, it's certainly possible. What do you think the odds would have been if you go back to the beginning of the season and you said Patriots, Jets, not December. A November game would be flexed out. And Brady's back and healthy, and the Patriots are good. And off the season the Jets had last year, would you have ever thought this scenario was possible?
1: Yeah, plus two large markets, the New York market, right. Boston.
0: Exactly. And then you take Denver, and I think it's Denver, Kansas City. And then the other thing, too, with the Jets is, hey, how about Todd Ball still won't say who's going to be quarterback?
1: Because it doesn't even matter. No one even cares anymore. But if it doesn't
0: matter, then just make the announcement. Like, why, why go through this charade? Right? Like, what are we trying to do at this point? Is it about just winning games or is it about developing Petty? And I don't know that they've ever told us that. And I don't think any of us know well, they what st- their
1: answer is. They still think they can win games and And they wild cards. We like around. Ryan. We like lo- Bryce. Oh, hold on. They like but well, They two like of those everybody. Guys. They have seven
0: losses. The entire AFC West doesn't have seven losses combined. Oh. Where are they going? Nowhere.
1: So you're saying their chance is not great.
0: We're taking a break, but you know what's coming up next? Boomer and Carton on the fan.
1: It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show
0: with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, the guys coming up in just a couple of moments. If you're just waking up, the Giants beat the Bengals 21-20. Eli Manning, the go-ahead touchdown pass to Sterling Shepard on a fourth and goal early in the fourth quarter. The defense did a nice job late in this game. Giants have won four in a row. Also from last night, the Knicks beat the Mavericks 93-77. Joaquim Noah was benched in the second half.
1: Bench his ass, but Uh, no one cares because the Giants showed what a real football team does last night, you. What, are you doing an update? Is this an update? No, he does like a quick short. Post supposed reset. Here's what no, happens. Because we don't do an update at the He's top. a resetter. According to whom?
0: According to the, the boss. Mark I'm Chernoff. the boss. You don't oh.
1: reset nothing. Just do your you show. You
0: reset. Uh, what do you think? So, by the way, uh, your boy, since you're here and the mic's on. Gary Sanchez, didn't you rookie of the year?
1: Yeah, I'm aware How's of that. Going? Well, that's the only play for two sh- months. I you you
0: guaranteed that, didn't no, you? No, I
1: thought Fulmer would Yankee get it. Yankee fans like myself. He that's only got right. four
0: votes. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, uh, are,
1: the fact that people don't recognize what that kid did for two months not my problem.
0: Well, but there's an argument to it, which we'll get to coming up in the show in terms of Fulmer, which why he did get it. Uh, Neil Walker back. Excited about that? Not excited about that. This for Al.
1: Either I could take it or leave it. Take that's that's called yeah, desperation is all that is. What's desperation? On whose Neil part? Walker. Well, well I think get it's get money smart. anywhere else, so well, take right. Take your $17.2 million, I need bad back, and he, make the Mets pay.
0: Here's why it's a good thing. He's playing for a contract again. So how is that a bad thing for the Mets? Assuming health, and there are different degrees of back injuries. What he had is not what David Wright had.
1: He, do, you, do you think guys play better when they know they have yes. a contract? So normally he wouldn't swing as as well? <laughs> You, listen, like, I don't understand go, that. You
0: go look at the numbers, guys on contract years, They I, whether they run a little bit harder, they focus a little bit more, whether they study the film more, whatever the case might be, they don't go out as much at night. The guys that are on contract years generally have better seasons than guys that are in the middle of a $100 million contract. Like, would you do- say Muhammad Wilkerson? How'd he do last year? How's he doing this year? So Your
1: you're thoughts? saying he wouldn't be late if he was on a contract year? Who, Boomer? No, more Wilkerson.
0: (laughs) Now we're talking about Wilkerson. I don't know about that, but in terms of preparation and being ready for a game, for whatever reason, these guys do play harder. Boomer and Carton next.